wildtalkradio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my office is listen to the rap, and now you are... And it is awesome. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch, you hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. What the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way, hang out and chat, follow the channel, or listen to us in the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. I'm your host, Lindsay Ward. Joining me, as always, is the ever-faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman, Sir Rockin'. It's all about that money. Mon- oh, wait. It's a different thing. <laughs> We're live. It's the rack. Tweet us at WildTalkRadio, at RockRadio Show, at Lindsworth, come to WildTalkRadio.com, RockRadioShow.com, or twitch.tv slash live to interact with us live. Speaking of the Dalla Dalla bills, y'all, you can use credit code RockTalk or Lindsay Ward in the Fortnite item shop because there's a brand new season and all these new skins and all the Christmas stuff and all the battle passes. Do the thing. Hashtag Epic Partners. Ding. So we have things that we have to talk about on the show. We mm-hmm. have news. We have notes. We mm-hmm. actually have NXT. Hey. 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 So we're going to be talking deadline later in the show. So you have that to look forward to. Woo, woo. Make, we're making picks. Hey. Because that's this Saturday, along with <laughs> AEW things as well. But we're not picking that. We're picking deadline. 
Um, we'll, so, we'll, we'll, we'll be picking a ring of honor final battle, but it's not for, for people's knowledge. So. We just do it privately for funsies. Because Lindsay is the AEW. Don't. Ex- Don't. No. Yes. No, yes. I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. How can I be an expert and I don't watch the product? Because you know wrestling, and that makes you an expert. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Anyway, anyway. Let's get into the news. Presented by, news. Presented by MBG Films. YouTube.com slash MBG 1211. All right, so this is, okay, this is a weird story. Yes. I am not sure how I feel about this, because he was out here talking shit and talking trash and everything else. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Ric Flair. And it got announced on Monday that a two-hour documentary titled Woo! Becoming Ric Flair will air on Peacock the day after Christmas on December 26th. This is being done in part with WWE. So I guess Rick's back on that paycheck. He is back on that paycheck. Yes, there was a whole documentary about Ric Flair, about his life, his times. and I, Okay, I don't understand why we need to see the graphic footage of him in the hospital. I don't, it, it should not be in the promos, please. I, it's, it's, yeah. Stop. It's, I, it's, I don't want to see it. Like, legitimately, that right there, those few images, that three seconds, I don't want to watch this documentary. It's kind of like with the Jerry Lawler stuff and the fact that they were the showing the Jerry Lawler stuff. Like, it's, it's bad enough that we were, a lot of us were there. Yeah, we witnessed, we, we went live right after it. You know, that we heard it and all the things. But yeah, just to go back and relive it is never a good thing. And to actually see what went down behind the scenes, I don't... I'm just kind of that person that I'm with Rock. I don't necessarily need to see that kind of thing to know that it happened. Like, I appreciate that Rick is willing to be so candid and willing to be so open and show that kind of thing. Um, Because that's a very vulnerable state to be in, to obviously to show that. Um, But... I'm good, man. I don't need to see it. Um, I do appreciate that they've done a documentary on him. Um, I think it's important to capture stories like his, lives like his, just for just for history. Mm-hmm. Whether it's wrestling history or just pop culture history in general, it's important to capture figures like Ric Flair and get their stories, especially in an audio format or a visual format where it's him sitting down and telling stories. And I've said this before, I'm a huge advocate for setting guys like these down and getting that history from from them personally while we still have them, especially documenting the wrestling scene in the 60s, 70s, and 80s mm-hmm. onward, but really that what's considered the golden era of professional wrestling, which was the 70s and 80s, which is when Ric Flair's career was really, really prominent, at least the first go-round. So it's important to get that history because we don't really have a lot of it because that was when the curtain was very drawn. And kayfabe was very much alive and you didn't talk about the business and they didn't do things like two hour documentaries with wrestlers because wrestlers would never do it. Now, because you didn't, one, you didn't have the technology to do it. You didn't have the technology to do it. And also they wouldn't pull the curtain back. Now, fast forward to 2022, almost 2023. Oh, God, that's scary. That's statement. I know that's scary as hell, but like we have the technology. So it's like, let's get that information. You know, it's like Taker going around doing his one-man shows and telling his stories and the fact that I think they're being recorded. Probably. Um, in some fashion. And I'm sure they've sat him down as well and, and are getting his stories. I think that's important. 
Yeah. Because it's a, it's the history of the business mm-hmm. and how the business has changed and evolved from where it was back in the 60s and 70s to where it is now. And the different perspectives that have changed over time of the business and how, you know, just the, the evolution. So don't need to see the hospital footage, but it's good for Ric Flair that they've done this. And you can watch it, like I said, the day after Christmas on December 26th. Yeah. We don't need to talk about this because I think it's a hypothetical. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, I think a, a shiny wizard is back in WWE. I don't know. Can't confirm, it, but hypothetically, if it were to happen, it happened on SmackDown this past Friday. Hypothetically. I mean, uh, hypothetically, Tegan Knox could be back, but, you know. You know, you don't know for sure because it's hypothetical, right? Right, Brian? Right? Hypothetical. Anyway. All right, we hope he's not listening. Hey, guess what? Tegan Knox is back in WWE. She's part of the SmackDown Women's Division. Ding! Welcome back, Teagues. There you go. That's good. She's a welcome addition back for them. She's been a long-anticipated addition to WWE. I think we've all been waiting for her to come back. We've long been speculating when she was going to return. Because she was another one that it was only a matter of time. Yeah. It was just kind of like Hunter Hunter made it very apparent that he's going for his people. He's going to bring them back in one by one. Some were quicker than others. And he's been trying to kind of space them out. And he's filled, backfilling his women's division now. So we have Tegan Knox back in WWE. I look forward to what she's going to do and what she will bring to the table. Because she was kind of another one that she just got caught, I think, by injuries and... They just weren't willing to necessarily invest in her when they brought her up. Like, they liked her a lot, but I think they were just, you know, worried about her. And then rightfully so, to be worried about her, because she's had multiple knee injuries. And Hunter's always been um, a big fan of hers. And will, with him in charge, Tegan will have a job with WWE for as long as she wants it, whether it's in-ring or out of the ring if her body can't hold up in ring. Yeah, she'll make a fantastic coach if she should ever decide to want to do that. But welcome back, Teagues. Yep. So the SmackDown SmackDown Women's Division is is picked up. You got Eminem, Tegan. I mean, it's filling out in a a better way than where it was three months ago. He's starting to fill that side of the roster. Because on both sides, you got Candice and and Mia Yim and... You're starting to see a lot of women be featured now, and there's more people, re- you know, still to come. And between that and the, the NXT, the the women's divisions are going to be a bright spot. Yeah, well, the SmackDown division especially really, really needed help. Like it, and that's not to knock the women that are there, but they just they suffered two really big losses in the SmackDown division, and with Charlotte continuing to be out. Um, they just, they need a little help with that division. So yeah, what a better way than to bring, you know, Emma back and Tegan Knox back and help kind of fill it out a little bit. SmackDown had six women at one point. Yeah. They've, they've been hurting for a long time. So the fact that they're finally getting a little help is welcome. It's like, you could move people over from Raw. You could, and they did with Liv. They moved Liv over, but it, but it also, they didn't need them at the time. Now they're going to start needing them as we 
gear up for Mania season. Yep. So moving on from there, NXT Vengeance Day is to take place outside of the Performance Center, which will it's going to be in Charlotte on February 4th, so tune in for that. that that's a big deal. Sean talked about it today on the conference call where it's good to get, you know, PC is their home, but it's good to get this group of talent out in front of the people and see what different cities, different environments are like. They've been running the NXT house shows, but that's one thing. That's in the same general, hey, it's the same 200 people, you know, that are come to TV. Get them outside the PC, see who's over, see all the different things, get them life on the road, and it's going forward. So now we have NXT Vengeance Day on the February 4th. We're going to have NXT Stand and Deliver. Those two events are now outside the PC. And all, I think all events going forward are going to be outside the PC as well for the big premium live events, which is a good good thing. And we're going to talk about the deadline here in a little bit, but th- this is a good move for the brand as it sort of returns to form of what it was. I think one of the worst things they did for NXT was to move it back to the Performance Center. I understand why they did it. I respect why they did it, but they... What made NXT really kind of stand out was the fact that they did tour. They would, didn't tour all the time, but they would do their pay-per-views on the road. They would go to different cities. They would go to different buildings. They would perform live. And that's what made TakeOver so special was they were going to 10 to 20,000 seat stadiums and they were selling them. And they were performing in front of these just raucous crowds, which was a nice break from uh, Full Sail and then eventually the Performance Center. So the fact that they're going back out on the road, the fact that they're going to go back into larger buildings again is a great sign. Because it's a good learning experience for the younger talent. And it's good for the fans. Like, I... I don't hate the PC shows, but when you compare them to what TakeOver used to be... It's night, dude, it's night and day. It's nothing in comparison. Like, the, the, just the TakeOver crowds, the TakeOver experience, the big feel of it, they felt important. Whereas if you do all the shows out of the PC, it doesn't necessarily feel important. Yeah, and it's going to be on a weekend that does not involve another WWE live event, premium live event. So it's like, they're, they're going to get the focus, which is good, and... That's smart, Hunter. Don't book them all back-to-back, except for WrestleMania weekend, because, well, you have to. Content. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I'm I'm very excited to this, so go, go NXT. Speaking of NXT, and somebody who might be making their return to NXT, this is another rather weird story. Um, William Regal is officially wrapping up his time with AEW. He is, he will be finishing out his contract by the end of the year and he will be released, I think, as of January 1, 2023. Like they're making him stay through the end of the year just to say, serve that out. Um, the additional condition of his release, which was confirmed by Tony Khan, is that he cannot appear on television for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he can work as a producer in a backstage role. Yeah, um, he's going to be a coach producer for either the main roster or NXT. I would assume it's NXT, so he could be helpful help work with his son, who is now in the WWE developmental system. And with NXT Europe being put together, he will be a big influence for that as well. Probably be part of the creative aspect, coaching aspect for that brand as well. It's just another name to help stabilize the company, and it's Hunter getting back his men that he lost a year ago when Vince went on a firing spree. Well, I think Regal was ready to be done a year ago. Like, I think he was, because NXT wasn't what he remembered it to be. It 
it had changed. Hunter was like out basically. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter was gone. And so for for Regal, it wasn't the same. So because he, he said that that he's like, I'm not ungrateful. It just I was ready to go. And so um he did. That's exactly what he did. He left. You know, they fired him. He went to AEW, and then Hunter came back in charge. And it's assumed that Regal's going back because Hunter is in charge. But uh, there's also some rumors floating around about some comments that Regal made to someone else, I believe, in private that have since gotten out. Um, I'm not going to repeat them here because they're just basically rumor at this point. Um, but that Regal was not happy in AEW and he wanted to go and he did have an out clause in his contract and he activated it. Basically he told Tony Khan, I don't want to resign. He asked if I want we, out. He, can we not renew the contract for the next year? And Tony Khan came to the decision to make that happen because of other things that are going on in Tony Khan's life, which are well documented on the internet right now. So if you want to go read about it, read about it. Not going to bring it up here. Um, so, all in all, it's a good move. Does it hurt AEW a little bit? Yeah, because... And the reason they're keeping him around till the end of the year is so they can finish wrapping up the story. They, they kind of wrapped it up on, on Wednesday last night, um, on Dynamite, but you never know. But right now, he's going to wrap up this time with AEW. He's going to be there through the holidays and, and go from there. So, he'll start fresh with WWE in the new year, be a coach, producer, whatever they need. Just, you know, whatever. Also, I find it funny that Tony Khan is butthurt over war games when Tony will take any chance he can get to take pot shots at World Wrestling Entertainment, but w- but Triple H putting out war games was offensive. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my feeling on it. Okay. What else? We got? It's, it's a thing. As we mentioned earlier, ROH Final Battle will air this Saturday on Bleacher Report at 4 p.m., so you can check that out. It is 4 p.m. Eastern, I should say. 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Call your local cable provider for time and day and check your local listings for more availabilities. Internationally, it's on Fight and PayPerView.com and whatever. Go watch. Go watch Final Battle, Ring of Honor, where it's Samoa Joe taking on Juice Robinson. It is the Ocho, Chris Jericho, defending the ROH World Championship against Claudio Castanoli. And if Claudio Castanoli loses... He is no longer a professional wrestler. He has to join the Jericho Appreciation Society and once again become a sports entertainer. Ding. Ding. So tune in check that out. In other news, Scott, John Skyler signed a multi-year deal with Impact Wrestling, so congratulations to him. Congrats. Let's do the Blaine Brands. Bones breaking. Backs cracking. Shoulders snapping. It's this week's Injury Roundup. All right, so Robert Rude had neck fusion surgery. Hashtag blame Brent. That, he should be out for a while. He's, he's going to be out for a good good period. There's like people are speculating, oh, he's going to get back on the road and, and, and stuff. But no, he went to Alabama. He had his C5 and C6 vertebrae fused. Mm. And, you know, this is the second known surgery Rude has gone to go in his past two months, as he pronounced he had an unspecific procedure back in September, so that's forty. This that he may be done. Is that forty six and taking a year off? And he said forty six. Yeah. God, I thought he was younger than that. No, but like, think about it. TNA was what is twenty years old. Do the math. God, I feel old. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Here we are. Anyway, next. Up next, we have Drew McIntyre with an undisclosed injury. Hashtag blame Brent. No idea what it is. He shouldn't be out very long, but he's scheduled to miss his 
Tag Team Championship opportunity this Friday on SmackDown, which is why Butch is teaming up with Sheamus instead of Drew teaming up with Sheamus to take on the Usos on Friday Night SmackDown, which is back on Fox. Ding! So feel better, Drew. We hope you feel better. And with that, I say we take a break. So when we come back, we're going to be talking all about NXT Deadline, which airs this coming Sunday on Peacock. Saturday. Saturday, excuse me, on Peacock. You don't want to miss it. So you'll see the rack right here on wildtalkradio.com, and we'll be right back. Are you following us on twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. What is the greatest of all time? Saturday nights. We decide from sports, video games movies and even the x-rated you help us decide what is the greatest of all time it is the greater than great debate a part of your saturday night event cb radio saturday night midnight to houston on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends... The Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Give me a hell yeah! Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin' as they give their opinions on what they liked. What? What they didn't like. What? And what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights. What? 11 p.m. Eastern. What? Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line! Did you know you can use creator code rock and sock in the Fortnite item shop? That's R O. C K N S O C K in the Fortnite item shop. Hashtag ad because we are a hashtag epic partner. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you are listening to the Rock Radio Show on Wild Talk Radio.
Welcome back to the Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Brought to our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RackRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch, you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, but you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen, and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way, hang out and chat, follow the channel, listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. And with that, Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space until the spammers ended up taking over my place and I was so bitter until I found Twitter. Ooh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you feel it. 140 characters or less is what you give it. My addiction starts to climb. I go to refresh my timeline because I won't stop tweeting no more, no more. It cannot wait. I'm sure. Bones breaking. Back's cracked. I thought I moved it all the way now. All right. Tweet away. By the way, apparently Genshin won for, uh, for, at the Game Awards. For player's voice. Whatever that means. It means that basically the Sonic fandom and the Genshin fandom were at war in terms of voting for who won that award and Genshin won. If that means anything to anyone, it means nothing to me. It means nothing to anybody, really. It's, at the end of the day, there are larger things going on in the world. Anyway, Tweet of the Week. Alejandro Saab. I'm finally compiling a folder of dad jokes. If you've got some good ones, lay them on me. Corey Yee. Using all these jokes will help you go farther in life. Kristen McGuire. Where do dads keep their dad jokes? In the database. Okay. Nort. My wife asked me if I saw the dog bowl. I said I had no idea he could. Jun Yoon. In Jamaica, a slice of pie costs $3.25. In the Dominican Republic, it costs $5.67. In St. Lucia, it's $13.63, right? Wild, but there's nothing that anyone can do about this. They're just generally accepted as the pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. <laughs> Matt Camp. That's only the second time Bailey defeated Oscar in singles competition. Bailey, that was a triple threat, you doofus! And mm. yes, I won. And that's all I have. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. The following few tweets are from a, 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 a Twitter called Dad Jokes. Because Twitter wasn't funny this week. We had to go searching. A cop left a note on my windshield to let me know I'd parked my car correctly. It said, parking fine. Wow. The only thing my friends like doing with me is eating. I call them my taste buds. Wow. A sweater I bought was picking up static electricity. So I returned it to the store. They gave me another one free of charge. Wow. That's awful. Puns of the world. Three weeks ago, I sent my hearing aids in for repair. I've heard nothing else since. And finally, and finally, what do Santa elves listen to while they work? Oh, God, what? Rap music. You need a rim shot for that. (laughs) That's awful. (laughs) And that is Tweet of the Week. All right, let's talk all about all about NXT Deadline. They apparently Genshin dropped a trailer that I'm gonna have to go react to. Okay, all right. Um, wait, hold on, hold. 
Everybody hold. We have to do this live on air because I need to see if they actually dropped it. We're not, we're, we're okay. Anyway, as she watches that, we're this Saturday on. The, no, I'm not dropping. I'm not watching the trailer. I'm looking to see if they drop the Al Haytham stuff. Okay, as she just, she, just, 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 I'm just, you, just hold. You do your thing. Anyway, it's not there. Anyway, <laughs> I can host and do two things at once. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Good lord! NXT Deadline this Saturday, 8pm, Peacock, we're previewing, ding! There you go, or on the WWE Network worldwide. Because we're special here in the US. <sighs> anyway, anyway, let's talk about this show, which is a confusing show with the one, the two matches that are on it, that we know I, about. So again, I'm going to stipulate this by saying that I have not watched a lot of NXT. I actually have only watched one episode of NXT or a couple of episodes of NXT since the last pay-per-view we previewed um, because it just has not caught my fancy at all. Um, and I stream on Tuesdays. So, <laughs> when there, you next- go. so there you go. Um, so I am basing this solely on what I watched from Tuesday's episode, which was the go-home episode for this show. I do not understand this Iron Survivor Challenge bullshit at all. I do not get it. I do not understand how it works, so I cannot even begin to tell you what I think is going to happen. And there's two of them. Yes. Equal opportunity confusion for everybody. So the rules for the Iron Survivor Challenge go as follows. Two wrestlers will start the match, and every five minutes, another wrestler enters until all five participants are pre- present. After the last wrestler enters, there, are pre- there is a predetermined time limit, which I think is 25 minutes. Each wrestler scores a pinfall, submission, or being a victim of disqualification, they gain a point. And the wrestler they pin, submit, or who gets disqualified then goes into a penalty box for 90 seconds. The winner of the match is the wrestler who scores the most falls at the end of the time limit. The winner receives a shot at the respective championships, whether it be the men's or the women's. So, they were saying it's 25 minutes long, but if it's going to take 5 minutes for the first fall, then every 5 minutes other people enter. It's like 15 more minutes. So, it's like, is that... 20 minutes right there and then you only have 5 more minutes with everyone in the ring or is it from the 20 minute mark we get another 25 minutes I'm confused I think it's going to be a 45 minute match that's kind of where we're at with it I have no idea I, I can't even begin to fathom what it is for either side um, I would hope that they all get equal time like that once the last person gets in there they don't have 5 minutes because that would be shitty but if each match is 45 minutes that would explain why there's only five matches on this card um because i think they anticipate them going at least 45 each um Mm -hmm. if not more uh and then you kind of have other stuff to backfill as well which we'll talk about but let's let's start not with the confusion okay let's talk about what i think is going to be the opener which is probably going to be pretty deadly versus the new day um for the nxt tag team championship this is kind of got set up i want to say last minute like on tuesday yeah so pretty deadly has beaten everybody they've defeated all the tag teams in the nxt and nxt uk so they're like we've done it all so there's no one else for us to fight so Instead of we makeshift a team, we bring down a tag team called the New Day, which is, was the longest reigning WWE tag team champions in history until the Usos took over. And here we are. So the New Day's Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods decide, hey, we want the NXT tag team titles. You've never beaten us. Let's have a fight. And it happens on Saturday. 
Which I think we're all down for. We are. We are completely, 100% down for that. Um, so there's that. I would not be surprised if we see the New Day walk out with the tag team titles. Just for the simple fact, it would be a big shocking moment. It would be, hey, look, something big happened on NXT deadline. Instead of, you know, everything, you know, instead of, oh, Pretty Deadly just wins and you know, what's the habit. But we had, what's it called? Um, Doff win the NXT title back in April. And it, it or May or March or April, whatever it was. And held it for a month or so. And it didn't do anyone any harm. So... New Day winning belts does no harm. They can now fight some other tag teams. Sean was talking about it on the conference call where it's like, we'd hope they stick around long term and we get some stuff out of them. And it'd be fun and it'd be different. So you could throw them up against the Creed brothers and, and stuff like that. Because the New Day in WWE's main roster is fought basically everybody. So having a new crop of talent for them to fight, not the worst idea. No, and I think, it, it, number one, it's a set of titles that I believe the New Day has never held. Correct. So it makes sense that you go ahead and because they weren't given the record due to the Osos, you're going to have them hold all the tag team championships in WWE at present and in the past because I think they've held pretty much all the tag team titles since their debut. Whatever's been in the company, obviously, before they were there doesn't count, but everything after. So they're going to give them that, um, which would be a nice nod to the New Day as well. Um, So I don't. It doesn't hurt pretty deadly to lose to someone like the New Day. No. Who is a tag team mainstay in WWE. They are another team that has literally done all the things. They have hold, held all the tag team gold, as I just said. They are a completely legitimate team. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing pretty deadly lose just for the sake of the New Day, just to give them the titles, just to give someone, just to give someone else a chance, number one, and two, just to see pretty deadly chase. Yeah, it'd be nice to see them chase for a little bit. It'd be different storytelling they do, and especially with the time period they're in, they can go for six weeks and be like, we want the tag team titles back, and they could set up a big show, New Year's Evil, and they can get the belts back in the beginning of January, and boom, there you go. And the division's reset. There you go. Everything's back to normal. Doesn't but it also would get the NXT titles potentially on TV. It would have New Day going down to NXT for a while, uh, potentially, which doesn't hurt NXT at all. Get them ratings up. Yep, get them ratings up, have New Day go down there and work their magic. So I'm going to say New Day wins. Just for the sake of change? I'm with you on that one. New Day wins the tag team titles. Magic 8-Ball do the New Day win? It is certain, says the Magic 8-Ball. But what about the Magical Wheel of Fun? What do they say? Wrestler 2. Okay, they say New Day 2. So, uh, Pretty Deadly is going to retain because everyone's on the same wavelength and that you know everyone's picking it we're doomed we're, we're doomed so all right moving on from there let's talk about alba fire versus isla dawn in a singles match so this all got started when alba fire was challenging mandy rose for the nxt women's championship a couple weeks ago on television and isla dawn showed up and cost alba fire the match by shoving her off the top of a ladder through a table. Now, these are two strange characters, to say the least. Very spooky. Very, very, very spooky. And, yeah, so they're they they they're bringing over their feud from NXT UK over to here, and now they're going to go at it. So, cool. Fun. Exciting. You're, you're showcasing two women. Not the NXT Women's Championship, which is a surprise that the hell's not a lot on the show, but... Here we are. And also, everyone else is in the um, Survivor match, so here we are. That's going to be a good match. I think Isla Dawn is here to put over Alba Fire, because I think Alba Fire is going back after the NXT Women's Championship, because I don't think 
Isla Dawn is ready for it, but we, we'll see. I'm think I'm going with Alba. I don't know who to pick. I I think Alba maybe does need a little bit of a boost coming off the the feud with Mandy Rose, just because she made the unsuccessful bid against um against Mandy and crew. Mm-hmm. But Isla just came in, or I should say she just debuted. She didn't just come in, but she just debuted. Um, I don't know. I'll go Isla just to be different. Magic April does Isla Dawn win over Alba Fire? Ask again. Don't tell me to do things like wheel. Who wins? Wrestler. Three. That's not helpful. That's you're not helpful either. Wheel. We're all re-roll. Wrestler one. That's uh, Alba Fire. Magic A Ball. What do you? Does Alba Fire win? Ask again. What is this stuff with asking again later business? Like, come on. We need the answer now. We don't have time for later. All the things. Magic Eight Ball does Isla Dawn win. It is certain. There we go. Finally, the Magic Eight Ball works. See, it couldn't pick. It was confusing. It, it was, was like, what the heck? And it was a toss-up. I understand. It was a toss-up. All right. What's next? Up next. Having not seen a lot of the build for this, I was very confused by what I saw on TV, where you have Braun Breaker taking on Apollo Crews for the NFC Championship, and the way that they closed this out was Braun and Apollo were fishing. They were taking jabs at one another and fishing. Which I'm not against. It's like it's a little friendly, frenemy situation. Like, yeah, I'm going to take your title, but hey, hand me that, hand me the bait kind of thing. Like, I, I'm not against what I saw. I just, I was a little confused. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Why are they fishing? The, the, the whole build's been odd. But yeah, they were out on a like they set it all up. Bronze, bronze going out fishing. It's like oh, and then Apollo showed up and he's gonna join him randomly for a fishing trip. It was it's odd. It's it's one of those things if you say you had somebody and you say hey let's watch a wrestling show that they've ne- and they're not into wrestling and you go you see them watching a fishing trip you're like. Yeah, it's a fishing trip. I can't explain it, but it's a it's fishing. I I don't know. It's weird. I I I can't. I could not sell that to a, someone who doesn't watch it to go. Hey, this is what how they're building to a match. They're fishing. It was a little weird, but okay. All right. Um. That being said, I don't think I don't think Apollo wins. I think they're gonna keep it on Braun. Yeah, it, it's Braun Breakers to um retain on this one. It's it's. Apollo's here, like he Apollo came back to NXT because he's never won the NXT championship, which a lot of people haven't won the NXT title. But the the goal is to make Braun Breaker into the next star of WWE, and every win he gets is a good win. Every match he has is a good match because it's experience because he's been in the business for a year or so. So every match, which is why we talked about in the news, them going back on the road, is beneficial. Having a veteran in the ring like Apollo Cruz to help guide him. And get him more experience is a good thing. So I'm going Braun Breaker. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stick with Braun. Like I don't see him going up anytime soon. Um, like uh, unless they're gonna bring him up for Rumble, but they can bring him up as champion. That's fine. Um, he's doing very, very well as their champion. Um, I think they need to get him a little bit more competition, and I believe they're working on that. Um, but like I just don't see the need to change the title. Yeah, they haven't found the right opponent for him, Lemans, in terms of like this big hot story. We had Joe Gacy, and that was, and they just, then the UK guys, which were good matches. They were all good matches, right, Lemans? But there's not, like, that hook to, like, okay, Braun, 
Braun Breaker's gonna do something special. It just, there's not enough talent there right now in terms of specialness to make a title reign feel important. And a lot of that has to do with just, you know, the influx of new talent and bringing down people from the past. And it's just, you're building up a new crop and if everyone's on the same plane, it's just not there. He's, he's, he's solid. Like the fishing stuff, like as much as memed it was his better talking segment than, you know, actually being in the ring and yelling at people. He was relaxed. They were having a good time. Like it was super casual, which I, like I said, I didn't mind it. Like I was just a little confused about it. And I mean, in terms of him being a great, a great talker or not, that's, they can get around that. If they can get him over in terms of just being popular with the fans based as a wrestling character, which is harder to do, then him being able to talk really isn't going to matter. They can also put him with somebody that can talk. That's the thing. Like they, they can find ways around it, but Braun Breaker has it. They just haven't found the right, the right opponent for him. They haven't found the right just story for him. That's really going to push him over. Cause like he was really hot and he was really over in the beginning. And then, you know, as things have settled out, you know, he's a little less over, but that's fine because they can always build him back up. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is while I love Apollo, I think Apollo is very talented in terms of them trying to get the ratings up and, really go into TV negotiations. They need to have their best people have the titles on them. And unfortunately, I just feel like that's not Apollo in terms of star power. No, it's not. Like, I hate saying that because he's immensely talented and I would love to see him get a chance at the title, like a legit shot at the title, but I just don't think they're going to move it. Which is why, Lemans, it will be good for them to get on the road. Yeah. I think he'll be, I think him out on the road, he'll connect more. I, I have that feeling. He has the moveset to connect with people. Alright, so you're going Brown Breaker? I'm going Brown Breaker. I'm going Brown Breaker. And I can see, hey Paul, you going Brown Breaker? I'll look good for Brown Breaker to retain. How about you, Magical Wheel of Fun? Wrestler 2. That's Apollo Crew, so we don't have a clean sweep, so that's a good thing. That is a good thing. So, alright, let's talk about it. The confusion. Confusion. That is is the Iron Survivor Challenge. We kind of previewed it a little bit earlier, but in terms of who is actually going to be fighting in it to be your number one contender, let's start with the ladies. You have Zoe Stark, Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez, Kiana James, and Indy Hartwell all vying for the NXT Women's Championship as the number one contender. So, I'm scrolling back up in chat because Brent said something. Yeah, I believe the 25 minutes is the total time of the match as a new person is added. It allows them to get quick falls over people who have been in the match being the hell out of each other already. Their logic. So he believes that it's going to be only a 25-minute match, which it's, it's weird, but I, I get... That's how it sounded before. I don't know why all five aren't starting at the same time. And, like, that's kind of the deal. I thought all five should start, and we go from there. But they had other decisions, and they went, hey, no, we're going to put them all, we're going to space it out and draw it out. Okay. So in terms of the people in said match, right, because that's what we're here to talk about as to who's going to win and, and what have you, I look at it going, Keanu James, I don't think she's ready to challenge Mandy for the belt. I don't think that she's there yet. I mean, they're, they've been trying to push her character a little more, the, the whole, you know, lawyer thing, whatever. And it, it's fine, but at the same point, it's like, um, I don't know if she's championship level material just yet. Um, 
Roxanne is a, vi- a very viable challenger. There's so, and so is Zoe Stark. But Zoe winning Ma- and Mandy's a heel. Zoe just turned heel. I don't think that's happening. I can see um, Nikia, Nikia Alliance costing Zoe the, her opportunity in this one and taking her out of the situation. Cora and Roxanne have had their issues. Cora is a, again a heel, and having a heel go up against the other heel doesn't make for great television. So it leaves Roxanne and Indy. Indy's kind of been off in her own world lately and trying to figure out who she is and since everyone's left her and she and she was on the losing streak and she's sort of finding herself again. A win here, putting her up against Mandy, wouldn't be the worst idea? I think in terms of, like, Indy, especially since you now have Dexter Loomis back in WWE, you've had him show back up in NXT a couple times, that... She belongs would- with him. She belongs with him. She belongs with him. But what I would be really curious to see is if they don't have him maybe help her out a little bit, especially with um, Toxic Attraction and getting rid of the other two, because that's always been the problem with Mandy, right? Is she has the, the two with her and they flank her and you can't get rid of them. And that's how she's protecting her title. And she's a credible champion on her own. But I feel like, especially with Indy being more of a pure baby face, that you could absolutely put her against Mandy and it would be a nice little feud and you could have Dexter show up and help her out or you could have her do it on her own. And maybe you tell that story of she's the one that's going to take down Mandy Rose or maybe she's not. Roxanne Perez is another perfectly credible challenger for Mandy Rose. Um, I don't know if they want to go there with it yet or not because they've been doing a lot of building with Roxanne and it would you would think that they would want to hold that for a bigger show than Deadline. Well, it's, it's since it's it's the number one contenders match, it kind of you can get away with like I I think you I think Roxanne's the choice. I think she's the choice to take it off of Mandy. I think you go to New Year's Evil or Eve, yeah, because I think that's when they would do it. I think because I don't think they can push it off the February. I mean, they could. It's WWE. They can do whatever they want. But I would put Roxanne in the position to challenge Mandy at New Year's Evil. Have Roxanne win the belt. And you could do the rematch between Roxanne and Mandy at at um at at vengeance at Vengeance Day in February, and and then you're good. I think that's how you should do it. I'm going Roxanne Perez. I'm gonna say Indy. Uh, Magic Eight Ball does uh Zoe Stark win? Very doubtful. Okay, Magic Eight Ball does Roxanne Perez win? Very doubtful. Okay, does Indy Hartwell win? All signs point to yes, according to Eight Ball. Wheel. Zoe Stark. There you go. All right, there we go. And for your men's contenders for the number one, basically the number one spot for the NXT Championship, you have Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, and Axum all vying for the spot. Okay, let's go through the people. We've seen J.D. McDonough, and he's always going to be a thorn in the side of Braun Breaker, according to him. We get that. That's cool. I don't need to see another Braun Breaker JD McDonald match. I not a thing I need to see right now. Grayson Waller, he's he's a tool. Um, that that's just the way it is. He's a tool, but he owns it being a tool. So there, there's that. Axum is the the comic book thing and whatever, whatever. Um, I don't see him as a credible shot challenger for the NXT Championship. Joe Gacy's been there, done that. He's just he's part of Schism with the you know. All them. I, I don't think we go. You, I don't think you go back to that story. And that leaves the one person that it should be. They finally got him out of the secondary title, the North American title division. Put Carmelo Hayes in the world title match. 
Let him win this. Let him go for the gold. Let him be Braun Breaker for the gold. Keep Carmelo down there. Run the ship. Braun goes up after WrestleMania. And there you go. Carmelo should be the guy. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Carmelo's ready. I think you can you can have him do the thing. You can have him take down Braun Breaker. And he, he would be able to pick up and carry. And that's no offense to anybody else in this match. But, I mean, Grayson Waller, to me, is more of a personality and less of a wrestler. That's always the way that he struck me. Joe Gacy is Joe Gacy. Um, you know, he is what he is. And like you said, you... They could go back and they could do that story, especially now that he has the complete group behind him, whereas before he really didn't. Um, so you could tell that story with Braun Breaker and Joe, Joe Gacy, but I just don't think... There's no need. There's just... There's nothing there to tell. Um, J.D. McDonough... Can we have him be less of a douche? <laughs> like, no. No. For real. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting not, I'm, there I'm, watching... I'm sitting there watching the show... And, like, they're doing the Grayson Waller segment, and it's his little talk show. And I shit you not, Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller all walk out like, looking like they're Miami Club rejects. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what was going on, but it, all I could all I could think of was, like, Axe Body Spray the whole time that I'm watching it. Like, at least I asked him kind of look good, and then there's just Joe Gacy, who I don't even know what was going on there. But, like, they all just, like, there was just some bad fashion in this segment. But, yeah, like, J.D. McDonough, it's like, I'm sorry, from the little bit that I've seen of him, and I'm sure I just need to see more of him, I think they need to do more. I don't think it's working. Mm -hmm. At least for me, it's not working. It's not ringing that bell. It's not, it's just not attractive to me at all. Doesn't move the needle. It doesn't, it, it does not ring my bell. But... I mean, in terms of who's in this match, and I th- I don't think Aoxum really talks that much, right? He talks a little bit, but not like, it's just, it's it's not a main event gimmick. Also, his entrance gives me motion sickness. Anyway, I just, I'm down to see Carmelo be the guy. I'm, I'm down to see him challenge Braun. And then, like you said, if Braun goes up after WrestleMania, that's fine. Carmelo can carry. If not, he can still carry. He can. Even if he goes up at the Rumble and just, and you, you figure it out from there. I think... I think we're getting to that point. I feel like because they have their year where it's like one and done kind of thing, they or two years and you're done kind of thing, they're rapidly approaching that point. Um, with some with of them, Ron. and and technically Carmelo because they both came in together. We're kind of we're, we're we're getting there. So it's it's put up or shut up time. Yeah, it's like y'all y'all need to make the decision. So do the thing or don't do the thing. But I'm gonna say Carmelo wins. I'm going with Carmelo Hayes. April Carmela Hayes? Yes, definitely. Magical wheel. Joe Gacy. Okay, it's just going out of left field. It, just, it went with something. It went with something. So that is NXT Deadline, which, like we said earlier, will air this Saturday evening, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here in the U.S. on Peacock and on the WWE Network everywhere else. So check it out if you're interested. It should be a fun show. I am curious to see how the Iron Survivor Challenge works. Because I don't think anybody really knows. So, Sean likes Iron Man matches, and he's wanted to experiment. So, I this okay. is this is on Sean. He said, "Be nice. If you don't like the show, just be nice. You can criticize him. Just be nice. He's still learning. Just be nice." <laughs> Poor Sean. He's trying. He's, he's trying really he's hard. He's trying. He is definitely trying. 
But with that, you got stuff to plug, so plug away. Saturday night, midnight, there's another edition of Steve Rear, SteveRealive.com, GreaterThanGreatDebate.com. There's no Greater Than Great Debate this week because we're doing the AEW Fantasy Draft, so be there midnight-ish. We're as close as we can get. Uh, uh, Fortnite with Friends returns uh, on the 17th, I think. It was scheduled 10th, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how things go. I don't know. Maybe we'll stream it tomorrow. I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll figure it, figure it out. Sunday night, it's WTR. Sunday night, Russell Talk Radio. 10 p.m. Eastern. Monday night, it's Raw Post at 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back next Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, for another edition of Rack. We'll review Deadline at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's Rack Radio Show on all social media platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple. Just search the Rack Radio Show. It's at Wild Talk Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Wild Talk Radio Network. If you have that Amazon Prime link to your account, it's called Prime Gaming. You can support the channel just by clicking that purple rectangle at the bottom of the screen. It's very, very simple. You can also use credit code RocketSock or... Lynn's M. Ward. In the Fortnite item shop, when you buy your brand new battle passes, your, your Christmas skins, and all the fun things, and your God of War's in there, and Rick and Morty, and everything. Just buy the stuff, use the codes, because we are... Hashtag Epic Partners. You can also use the codes in the Genshin Impact Store because the brand new banners just came out on Tuesday. So if you want to roll for Scaramouche, Ito, or their weapons, you can use the creator codes we just mentioned in the Genshin Impact Store as well because, like we said, we are epic partners. You can follow me on Twitter at LinsWard, L-N-S-W-R-D. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash LinsWard, where I do, in fact, stream Gitchen Impact and maybe a little bit more Fortnite because I am actually having fun with the new season. It's not too bad yet, so we'll see how long it lasts, but I may be throwing Fortnite back in the mix. Um, but we will be doing some of the Archon quests and some of the Wanderer quests probably in this weekend if I stream. Um, so come check that out, hang out, follow the channel, because we are trying to get to affiliate, even though it feels like we're never going to get there. But we're trying really, really hard, so please come follow the channel. Watch the channel. We're trying to get boost the view rates up. Um, so check that out. You can also go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at symbol linsward, or go to linsward.rackradioshow.com and view my Genshin content from there. Uh, you can also check out our very fine sponsor, MBG Films, youtube.com slash MBG1211. So for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to Rock right here on WalterRadio.com, and we will see you next week. Bye! WildTalkRadio.com